0: Let's welcome in a man who has graced uh, these airwaves, this show, many times over the years. And he's not going anywhere. But, I mean, up until yesterday, I think he had to be the longest tenured sports columnist with a single paper uh, in the Southeast. Certainly one of the longest tenured in the country. And I spent a lot of time with Gene Sapikoff when I was doing morning drive radio in Charleston, doing some play-by-play for the Citadel. And uh, we've maintained that relationship ever since then. And he announced yesterday that uh, he's not retiring. He's not going to the golf course or the pickleball court. He's still got got work in his future. It just won't be as the full-time sports columnist of the Charleston Post and Courier. Our good friend Gene Sapikoff is back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Gene, congratulations, brother. I appreciate you joining us. What a career. And most of all, thank you for scheduling us before you make the Paul Feinbaum hit today. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey i think uh david teal up in virginia has been around uh about as long as i have it's ah, true and, yeah that's true yeah 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 he's he's just a great guy but thanks so much kyle for all you've done for me wherever you've been i mean i've really appreciated it and for this ridiculously unnecessary segment on your <laughs> program today
0: well you've earned it because i've always enjoyed talking palmetto state sports with you and whether it was here or there i've always enjoyed our conversations um Yeah, you know what? You're right. You and David Teal has to be you two neck and neck. So why now? I mean, I I know the folks in in the Palmetto State enjoy reading your coverage. I I know you still enjoy what you do, but just time for a change. Why why the move?
1: Yeah, 38 great years at the Post and Curry in Charleston from January of 86 to a few weeks ago. Um, I didn't want to be like, uh, sue me if I play too long, like that great Steely Dan lyric. And then I spent all of January, Kyle, uh, doing a service project in Israel that really made me think, I want to do more, uh, step up the charity work, and uh, the timing just seems right overall. Um, plus, this is just one of the weirdest uh, full circle things that I think any journalist could have. So Shane Beamer a few weeks ago names Joe D. Camillus, his special teams coach. Joe D. Camillus's dad, Tony, was my career development teacher in middle school and came up to me one day when I was struggling, not knowing what the heck to do in life, let alone on a school project, and said, how about your class project for this career development class B that you like sports, right? You like writing, right? Why don't you look into being a sports writer? And now his son's the special teams coach for the Gamecocks as of a couple weeks ago.
0: That's incredible. I had the opposite experience. Uh, I really <laughs> did. No I, no, I had the opposite experience. I had a. I was in high school. Uh, there was a substitute teacher who we knew around town was, you know, kind of wanting to be a sports broadcaster, but you know couldn't really get his footing, and he kind of became sort of a bitter guy. And I mentioned to him one day we were leaving class into the day into in school. And folks are talking about, you know, what they want to be when they grow up, what kind of jobs are cool and I said, you know, I love to play sports, but I don't think anybody's gonna pay me to do it. And so maybe maybe sports broadcaster could be in my future then. And he looked at me and he said, "Nah, you're not going to make it. It's too hard." I'm not kidding. He, he looked at me as 17-year-old kid said, "Nah, you're not going to make it. It's too hard."
1: Oh my god. Yeah. That, so, that, that's a great story, Kyle.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I, I don't know. I can't say that uh, you know he fueled everything that I've done since then. But I think about that often when he looked at me I in my face and said, "You're never going to do that. It's too hard."
1: So you're like Tom Brady. I mean, you're taking uh, names your <laughs> and <laughs> kicking butt.
0: Well, that's ridiculous, Gene, but you're a lovely man for saying it. I appreciate you. So, you know, here's one thing I want to talk to you about, because, you know, I I love living in South Carolina. I love the passion of the the South Carolina Clemson rivalry. And it's been really interesting for me, you know, having been gone from Charleston for a number of years now to watch the the growth of not only the women's basketball program at South Carolina, but what Lamont Paris has done with the men's program this year. What do you think? about, you know, obviously Don Staley and their success is well established at this point, but the job that Lamont Paris has done so far this year and, um, you know, is Ohio state trying to poach him away? What's going on there?
1: I think he is a home run higher. I thought he was last year. You know, you could just see how the players buy into what he's doing. You could see that. And I was hearing that from all the sources I talked to that was watching the Gamecock basketball practices this year. And when he's getting um, transfer portal guys like BJ Mack from Wofford and Stephen Clark from the Citadel, people are thinking like, ah, Shrug, what he's doing. And he's just building chemistry around Michi Johnson and the other veterans. And I mean, he just knew what he was doing um now the question clearly is going to be how long can they keep him you know um he's got a lot of big 10 roots there and lenardi has got him as a seven seed right now playing kansas and omaha i think uh, they're gonna get uh, a lot better line than that as they go through the stretch drive of the regular year here kyle
0: i i do too so i mean you you just touched on it there but i mean is it money because if i'm lamont paris yeah i'm from ohio but And uh, basically there are two big dogs in college athletics. Now you got a job in a program within one of them. The weather's better. And you got Don Staley across the office. If I'm Lamont Paris, unless I'm just desperate to get back to Ohio, I I'm I'm staying in Columbia.
1: And don't think he and Don won't talk about exactly that because, you know, Don's had some opportunities too and has been convinced to stay there. Um, but, at some point, if the money and the you know sustained fan interest is really different, and I'm not necessarily talking about Ohio State, uh, you, you kind of have to listen for the sake of uh, your grandkids, of, which he doesn't have yet, but you know that, that gener- multi-generational money is a thing. But right now, things couldn't be better for the Gamecock men's basketball team, and obviously, it's Don Staley against the field again for women's basketball.
0: Gene Sapokoff, long time with the Charleston Post and Courier. Not anymore. He hung it up after 38 years. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. So uh, let's talk football for a second with the Gamecocks. Hoping to get Shane back on the show here soon. I chatted with him a couple of weeks ago and uh, very busy in the recruiting cycle, trying to bring more talent into uh, Columbia. And again, we're going to try to catch up for the Gamecocks fans here in the Queen City, hopefully sometime soon. But this is a, a big, big year for him coming up. Uh he's lost his quarterback. You know, he's lost a staffer or two. I mean, how much pressure is there on Shane in your eyes and is he going to be able to meet the challenge with the roster that he's got?
1: Well, here's the thing, Kyle. I think it could be another rugged year. I mean, there's no Spencer Rattler. There's Alabama, Oklahoma, LSU, Ole Miss and Clemson on that schedule and uh some other good teams too. But I'm firmly believe that in recruiting and culture this program is gradually improving it just might not show in the record but in lenora sellers if that's the starting quarterback and in some really good offensive and defensive linemen they're going to be young i think it looks pretty good for the future considering you know you just added texas and oklahoma uh one or the other on your schedule every year
0: it's tough it really is now let's go to the other side let's go to clemson for a second With the Alabama stuff going down, Nick Saban steps down, they end up hiring Kalen DeBoer, but I don't don't know if you ever expected Dabo to really be in the mix there, you can tell me, but I was really shocked at at maybe the disrespect from some people in Tuscaloosa, Uh, you know, the anybody but Dabo stuff, and the way that he was treated during that brief process, like, were you surprised by that at all?
1: Uh, well, a couple of things. First of all, they loved Abbo in Alabama after Alabama beat them after the 2015 <laughs> season in the national championship game. He was so cute. He was one of our guys. And, and he played Alabama in the national championship game. But as soon as he beat him after the 16 season and then beat him by 28 points in California after the 18 season, it wasn't so cute anymore. And I think they started to turn on him. And that's still absolutely there. But here's here's the thing, and it's really weird. I, I'm going to just say I wasn't exactly plugged in every day while I'm walking around Israel and and working there for a month. But, Fair enough. Uh, one of my sources got hold of me one day when I was in Tel Aviv and said, "Here's what Alabama wanted from Dabo, and not talking to him, but to you know a close advisor. Let's say we want you to be really, really interested in this job, and we want you to you know enthusiastically apply." And, uh, he wasn't willing to do it that way.
0: Oh, okay. So they wanted him to bend the knee in a sense. How
1: about that? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And, and that, and that, and that's what I kind of think happened. Now there's been some really good reporting by Larry Williams and others that kind of say he's directly contacted. Sometimes I think that's semantics. I'm not saying Larry's excellent reporting was wrong at all, but I think Alabama was interested is my point.
0: Well, why wouldn't you be? For for all the jokes and all the reasons that people might dislike Dabo Sweeney, he's a two-time national champion. He's one of the best coaches in America by absolutely any metric, so of course he should be. Um, basketball then. Clemson, uh, 7-7 in conference, 17-8 and overall. It's funny, we have a lot of Tigers here in Charlotte, as you know. And you know the way they started the season, I, I got pretty hyped for them. I was like, hey, it's another depth piece for the ACC. They look really good. The offense is finally matching the defense. And it's been a roller coaster ride ever since. But even back then, Clemson fans were telling me, "KB, you, you came from South Carolina. You ought to know better." Let's see what Brad Brownell does over the next several weeks. Um, I like Brad. You like Brad. But what does he have to do th- these next couple of weeks to, you know, get them back to the tournament and feel good about coming back next year?
1: Kylie doesn't have to finish strong, but he has to finish decently. And I think he's going to be able to do it unless there's some sort of injury situation. This team is really solid, plays well together. Gerard was, you know, just such a great addition from Syracuse and really opens things up for everybody else, obviously. And, you know, let's face it, the ACC isn't exactly, you know, the beast that it, that it sometimes is. So we'll see how it goes, but I think Clemson's a pretty solid, Five, four or five or six seed in the tournament i really do
0: all right uh, a couple quick things gene i'll let you go how far away do you think we are from another round of conference realignment because it seems like the acc and florida state seems like they are you know opening that door right now at least cracking it open with uh, the possibility of negotiations and and maybe letting florida state out of this league what are you thinking right now
1: I think we're pretty close. And the whole thing about this, you know, they don't like to use the word, but SEC, Big Ten Alliance, I mean, it's just starting to move that way. And, um, yeah, I think pretty close, a year or two, really. I think there's going to be some significant movement. And then either then or soon after that, somewhat of a floodgate.
0: What what does floodgate look like in your mind? Because, I mean, this involves Clemson too, right?
1: A floodgate looks like two – Two thirty-two team uh, conferences, very similar to the NFL. Big Ten, SEC, North South, Fox um fox espn whatever you want to call it that that's what it looks like to fill those spots and and there could be some shrinkage with some teams uh somehow getting eliminated from the conferences they're in now that just aren't really all in for for football and i'm not saying i like that but that's what i think is going to happen
0: gene sapikoff you are the best we are not done doing these radio hits i assure you of that but uh, thank you for the time congratulations again tell paul feinbaum i said hello
1: thanks so much kyle